Welcome back to this week's episode of the Tune Lighting Podcast. I'm Rob Rugglesworth, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate, Jack Edwards. Hey, Jack. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Um, how's it going? How's, uh, how is progress on the album at your end? Have you got anything to report? Big news, big, big news. news from my end. Um, it won't be news to you, to you because I've already told you. But um, <laughs> we do speak outside of uh, of the oh. <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> we don't we don't save our uh, twenty minutes of chat just for this and then try and figure out the the rest of the album. We do we do have on. That would be a really really unique way of making an album. <laughs> so so uh, what's the big news? Uh, the news is I finished a song. Ah, and, nice. Um. Now there's finishing a song and there's finishing a song. <laughs> uh, in it, I was doing air quotes there. Um, and it's the first one because, um, it's, well, I guess the song's never really finished, but yeah. there's definitely a, a stage when it's it's done, when you tweak all the little things. And that stage, I feel, has not been done. But it has got to the first stage, which is getting all the parts down, getting the structure down, getting all the lyrics down, getting all the music down. Yeah. And it, it plays as... It resembles a song. It's it's about a four, four or five minute song. Yeah, we kind of made a, um, a joint decision, I guess, speaking after the intros episode brought to light that we, as we said in, the, in that episode, that we're quite good at starting songs. Uh, one of our weaknesses is probably finishing them. <laughs> My, I know for one that my computer and hard drive is full of hundreds if not thousands of started and not finished songs so I think it, it just pushing through and finishing them once in a while just making sure you do it even no because it's the reality is that you if you listen to a song enough you will get sick of it even if it's the best song in the world pretty much all the time so sometimes it can be so much easier to just start something new shiny object syndrome i like to call it <laughs> the, the possibility of something new and unexplored but you've got sometimes you just to buckle down and get it done get it finished yeah and that then allows you to start work on something shiny and new so it's a bit of there's a, an incentive there and it it does feel good i admit i've not um i've not gone back to it to do any tweaking since the first initial mix was was finished uh, maybe I will in the not too distant future, but for now, it's there's a line under it, and it's 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 one in the bank. Maybe you'll come back to it and listen to it and and think, oh, what was I doing? But at least you finished it, and you can put it in the the finished pile for now. And maybe it'll make it on the album. Maybe it won't. And yeah, I've actually I did the same. I've actually managed to take one of my ideas and pretty much finish it uh, as well. Uh, I did the same tactic as Jack, um, just pushed on through the pain <laughs> through the uh the temptations of, of switching to a new song and and got something finished as well so i will say that um both the we, we can play a couple of little clips now to uh not obviously not going to sit you through the whole songs they're unmixed but uh just so you get an idea of where we're at but i'd say they're quite quite different in terms of style and stuff so uh yeah it's uh it's interesting that to see where sonically we're with we're at at the moment, I guess, and and what different things are influencing us.
uh, we will take stock over the next couple of months probably of all the different ideas we're getting and um, hopefully try and find some cohesive threads um, that will can pull pull them together in an album. That may mean that certain songs don't make it where everyone's do, or it may be that certain songs can just be tweaked slightly so they fit fit the style. But that what that style will be, we don't know because we're still figuring that out. And I think we've allowed ourselves a little grace period of just experimenting for a hell of it, and then hopefully refining. Uh, what that sound will be. I mean, it's the great thing of making about making an album like this and about um, you know, recording at home and writing at home and and taking a bit more time over it is that you can do it this way. You're not if maybe if you were in a band uh, or you were, if you're working for a record label and you had a time frame to work to that was tighter and you were touring as well and stuff like that, you might not be able to take this approach. I guess that's the thing. We're not we we haven't got a sound yet. We haven't. We're not a band already, so we're still trying to find that. And we're kind of, it's a process that might take certain bands years. You know, they might gig together for years and then they finally settle on a sound that they like. But we're kind of fast tracking that process, I guess you could say, by churning out a load of songs and then figuring out, figuring out our sound from there. So that brings us nicely onto our theme of today's episode, I guess, which is... Um, following on from last week where we talked about starting a song, something we don't really struggle with, to perhaps this next stage where it gets a little bit trickier, which is where do you go from there? How do you turn that idea, that little bit of inspiration into, or how do you begin to make that into something that resembles a song that can make it onto the album? So we're, we're, we're assuming here that your original idea is one part, one little riff, one little... Um rhythm one little chord progression yeah. on one instrument yeah to begin with yeah yeah just that little bit of that little idea so how do you take that and, and start and for me I, I i think i'm having to change my tactics a bit i'm doing a bit of soul searching and trying to ask myself why i have so many songs that i've started and, and don't really end up going anywhere uh and i pretty much always start at the start of the song uh or which which is i don't know if but i'd very rarely plan plan what where the song's going to go i kind of i'll just sit down with the idea and then i might loop it and then i might just build from there and i think that ends up with some quite cool stuff uh, and i have lots of lots of started tracks which are built around an initial idea that i i loop and then build on top of but it, you just end up with something that could maybe be a verse or a little part of the song but moving on from that to the next stage is is what i find really tricky and i think i've i've made the decision that i need to start getting away from this from looping so much because it has its advantages but it also ends you can end up stuck in a bit of a rut i find yeah i think we're kind of similar in this but we've got a few songs between us where we've got our original um idea and then just by by looping and hearing nice little melodies, nice little harmonies rather that could complement each other. We've kind of built and built and built mm. on this this one section um, to get something quite dense, which sounds good. And there are there are songs, plenty of songs, that do just have the same, effectively an A part, yeah. same little chord progression that go throughout especially if you're talking uh, about a lot of dance music and things like that yeah, yeah. exactly um 
and it could be your verses, choruses, bridges, all all fit in that same structure with just a bit of tweaking, the same um, same chord progression. But not every song can be like that. Not every song should be like that. Yeah, uh, you need something a bit more radically different to take it in a different direction. Otherwise, it will. Otherwise, it's not a song. Yeah, I think it might be part of the issue, maybe down to working in Ableton, because Ableton is primarily a was built originally for uh, tailored more towards dance music production. So it has looping is a is an integral part of it. So we by using Ableton, it's it does throw you into that area of, of using loops. It makes it very easy to build up. Uh, tracks using loops so I guess this is it we're, we're not really trying to write a, a dance me there might be dancey songs on there but I don't think our aim is to is to make um, <laughs> a, an EDM album so it's uh, we're trying to build songs of of uh, with a bit more structure and a bit more interest but it, it's it's a weird one with, with with structure I guess it's um why I was thinking about this earlier like why do rock and pop songs follow such a a similar structure to one another why why is there this kind of i guess ever since the first rock and roll in the 1950s or whenever it was this verse chorus verse chorus maybe throwing a couple of other bits in their structure are we is there a reason for that do you think or do you if do you think that we are being constrained by that way of thinking of thinking that's the way a song should be built up I think it was probably more of an issue for us um, back when we started, uh, back in the band days, the good old days. We, I think all of our songs seem to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, maybe an outro. Um, and I don't, I think it's just laziness seems too strong a word for it. I think it's just more habitual. Um, you kind of assume that's the way things are done. Um, and because you know it works many many great songs follow that structure it's good to have you know a chorus you can belt out where everyone knows the words to Uh, often you know quieter verses to sort of segue between them Um, maybe some more of a better lyrical content goes in there Uh, and then a bridge just to bring you back to that final final release of the chorus um, it's a it's a time tested structure. Yeah, I'm guessing it must have something to do with. I mean, the, the reason that songs all tend to be a similar length, pop songs or songs that you might hear on the radio, is because yeah, they, that that's a nice length for to put on the radio, uh, and it's uh, conducive to that to that structure works quite well. You, you can fit in a couple of choruses, which are hooks, I guess, that will keep people listening and coming back. Uh, without them getting bored and uh, without going off, but I think there is, there is a bit of a change in, this de- in, in the kind of music that you you might hear on the radio and stuff. But it's, uh, I guess that's it. We're talking about a certain kind of contemporary music. If we start venturing into the, we're not talking about classical music or anything like that, which is obviously a lot different and uh, in terms of structure. I'm actually getting a bit better at avoiding that same common structure. Um, I think the main thing is. I seem to be writing quite a few songs these days without choruses, uh, and some of them probably could do with a chorus. To be honest, I just seem to be writing <laughs> endless, endless verses, yeah. um, and maybe 
or maybe the chorus comes at the end there's kind of one chorus um i think that's another favorite structure of mine actually is kind of a a two-parter song where the first part is maybe more um maybe more traditional maybe it does have a, a verse chorus thing going on but then midway through it kind of transcends into something else um yeah often something completely different yeah um and then kind of that part repeats mid not a middle eight where it goes away for a bit and then comes back it's it's completely takes you away and you stay away exactly yeah that um there's kind of a path of no return um i think there's oh, it's, there's loads of examples of kind of similar things um it's almost like an extended outro karma police by radiohead i think that's got verse chorus verse chorus and then the whole second half of the song is this kind of part C, which is you know, a different chord progression. Um, and that sort of takes you to a different place and doesn't, doesn't come back. So that's it for part one of this two-part episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with the second part, which is uh, carrying on on the same subject. I'll be asking Jack, what's his usual go-to tactic for building up a song? What parts does he lay down first, or does he have a go-to tactic? We'll find out. Um, If you haven't already, please do give us a like and a subscribe to get the next episode automatically downloaded to whichever podcast app it is that you use. Uh, And yeah, rating on iTunes, or even better, recommending the podcast to a friend or family member, then that would be fantastic. Uh, It would really mean a lot. It, we're also on all the social media now as well. If you want to follow us, we're at TuneLighting on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Twitter as well. Uh, and yeah, as always, if you want to send any ideas for future episodes or any comments into us directly, then it's TuneLighting at musicianshq.com. So we'll see you for part two next week. <laughs>